1: Good evening and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. I'm Sammy Jacobs, along with us is T.J. Inman. We'll be breaking down IU's win over Florida International on Saturday, a 38-28 win over the Golden Panthers. We'll also be previewing IU's upcoming game on Saturday against the Virginia Cavaliers, a rematch uh, from last year that took place in Charlottesville. So... We'll touch on that, we'll touch on some injury stuff, we'll touch on how we thought they did at Florida International, and uh, give our grades, Players of the Week, things we want to watch for this week, things that need to be improved, all of the above, on this week's show of the Hoosier Huddle podcast. Alright, we welcome in TJ and TJ, I hope you enjoyed your birthday weekend, a long weekend. How are you doing?
2: Yeah, uh, one year older, and I'm sure with the uh, IU football season underway, I will feel like I aged 10 years. Uh, they have a way of doing that, too. Um, you know, it was great to have college football back. Uh, a lot of exciting games, a lot of very interesting games. Uh, an Indiana victory. You know, it's always hard to know what to make of week one. Uh, you know, we analyzed things for, you know, eight, nine months, and then, tend to uh, throw a lot of that analysis right out the window and just go off of one-weeks of results. Um, and that's often unwise, but it's really hard to do. It's just hard not to overreact in one week. And um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about Indiana's win over FIU, and then we'll uh, get into their matchup here against Virginia. Uh, certainly a lot of interesting things happen on uh, Saturday night in uh in Miami, so we'll I guess
1: we'll get going with that. Yeah, I thought the, the win, it was a solid win uh, over FIU. I thought FIU was a little bit better than I expected offensively. Uh, you know, I was curious not to see Christian Alexander finish that game. Uh, he didn't go out with an injury. I think that was the plan. James Morgan just looked like yeah, – it looked like FIU was better with Christian Alexander running the ball, uh, running the offense – with James Morgan there, late in the game, they got methodical drives down the field, took too long to score. I thought this game was in the bag at 35-14, uh, which is about midway through the third quarter. And I, I think on the last two FIU scoring drives, they ate up like 10 or 11 minutes o'clock, which I, I'm okay with. You know, if you're up 21 it points, aided won, by penalties. Yeah, aided by some penalties, some, some bad calls, some obvious calls. But, you know, things that are, are fixable, and I think, you know, all those missed assignments, some of those uh, you, you saw, it wasn't Jalen Williams, um, Cam uh, Cam Jones missed a fit on that long run. Those are all correctable things. Yeah. I used, played 17, 17 players had, had played in their first collegiate game down there. The rotations were big, uh, stuff like that. So I, I, I think that played into maybe some fans thinking that, And maybe this IU team isn't great, but, you know, going down on the road, uh, being a good start to the season. Anytime you can get a win on the road in college football, no matter who the opponent is, uh, it's pretty big. I thought IU's offense uh, played pretty well. Uh, Donovan Hale had had a breakout party, although, you know, he didn't have the yardage numbers. He had two touchdowns, 60 yards receiving, I believe, five catches, four catches. Uh, He had an awesome catch down the sideline on Michael Pennick's throw. So that's Donovan Hale that we've all been waiting to see uh, break out. So hopefully he can stay healthy. All that. uh, run game is going to take a hit. Uh, Colt's year with a torn ACL. He injured it. It looked like he injured it on a play on Peyton Hendershot's touchdown, carrying out a run fake, and he just got totally blown up. He blimped off the field after that, barely made it off the field and never returned uh, to the game. So the run game, I think Stevie Scott is a solid uh, number two back, and we'll see if they can find the number one. Uh, if they have to get – just do it uh, – do it the old baseball style where you just get a, a whole bunch of number twos and, and hope somebody, uh, somebody gets hot and you ride that hot hand. Uh, but I thought the run game overall was okay, 213 yards, 4.7 yards per carry, which uh, were our goals. Uh, for for IU's offense to get that yard per carry average up. They used Wap Hillier and Reese Taylor on jet sweeps, and, and the offense, to me, T.J., looked a little bit more um, complex than it did from a year ago. I agree with
2: that, and I think it was only a glimpse of what we're going to see uh, with Cole Guest, and of course um, you we know, feel terrible for him, and uh, I, I know he was Really looking forward to a big season, and uh, that's certainly the the crappy part about sports is you know, guys that you know put their heart and soul into it and uh, go down with something that's just a fluke. You cannot control uh, an injury like that. That that sucks, Uh, but I think, you know, I think we will see any of those offense have to uh, be creative with how they get the run game going. It's going to have to require uh, Reese Taylor, I think, getting the ball in his hands more, which is not a bad thing at all. Um, I think it is going to require things like jet sweeps and uh, you know, maybe some, uh, I think, some more RPO stuff, which uh, we didn't see a ton of, but we did see some. Um, I, I think it was Pretty clear to me that Indiana was not pulling out everything they didn't need
1: to. Uh,
2: to be honest, I thought the offense looked better than I thought it would uh, in week one. I think uh, both quarterbacks had a lot to be proud of with the way that they played. Um, Peyton Ramsey was really sharp. He made uh, made one mistake. Um, that you know Mike DeBoer said it wasn't a bad throw with the uh, the play that you had and the coverage that you had. I I don't know about that. I mean it looks like a pretty poor throw to me, but Um, the result was certainly bad, we can say that for sure Uh, but other than that uh, Ramsey was really good Um, it's clear that there's not the same level of uh, you know, a downfield threat that you get with Penix but Ramsey showed he's really accurate Uh, overall good decision making Um, and yeah, his arm strength has improved, Uh, still not quite where you'd love for it to be, but it was good, and he he made plays with his legs as well. Uh, He's pretty smart on when he runs, so I thought he looked good, and Michael Penix, uh, of course, very impressive in his first game action. So um, they looked good. I thought Donovan Hale looked good. Uh, Reese Taylor looks really exciting with the ball in his hands, Uh, and I think something that you have to take into consideration uh, Indiana rotated their offensive line, which is not going to be the norm, I don't think. Uh, I think they found out some things about who who they can rely on and who maybe they can't. Um, and they, they also, you know, in an encouraging development for me, uh, they salted that game away. It was 38-28. Indiana got the ball with over six minutes left uh, and didn't give the ball back. Uh, they kept it for the remainder of the game. Ended it on about the half-yard line. Uh, It was a a bad beat for some if you had Indiana in the points. But uh, um, that that was encouraging that IU was able to salt that game away with Stevie Scott uh, counting it on the ground and Peyton Ramsey uh, and the Hoosiers, you know, nothing explosive there in that last drive, but you didn't need it. You just needed to kill off the game, and that's what they did. Uh, So, for me, that was really good for the offense to be able to do that. Um, I'd kind of grind down on opponents and uh, just keep that game from getting interesting.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I thought Peyton Ramsey played well. That one throw is not a good throw. He's stared down. Uh, that receiver is obvious. You can see it from the end zone from where I was watching. Um, But after that, he played pretty well. The, the, my only issue is they, don't, they haven't stretched the field with him. That throw to Donovan Hale uh, on the was a great row. I uh, definitely improved his arm drawing. Uh, but these two open up the vertical game if they're gonna if they're gonna get to six wins. Uh, this is a game where you need to open it up a little bit. They were probably a little bit more conservative against Florida International. But you saw what Michael Penix could do as well. I think they go forward with this two quarterback system of starting Ramsey. Yeah. Ramsey gets the majority of snaps and when you need a change-up, which is weird seeing that Michael Penix has the faster fastball, um, when you need that change of pace, change-up um, on offense, you see Penix come in. He could throw the ball. He did not look rattled at all. He looked very poised for two friends uh, playing his home state with his family friends in, in the crowd. So uh, the only other thing I have is dude's got a squat on um, he took three big hits uh, by Mike on Saturday, on Saturday night. Those are the hits that concern you because you do the ability to get to the season healthy. And you need him to be healthy to get those six wins, especially with the lack of depth at, at quarterback. You don't want to go down to one scholarship quarterback uh, if he does get hurt. I, I thought he ran the ball okay. There weren't many explosive plays out of the game. Uh, for IU, uh, but I did think that they ran the ball well. Uh, they just need to get. and they lost their most explosive running back, so we'll see what they do uh, with explosive plays in in the backfield. But you know, we'll we'll see who they replace Cole Guest with this week. Uh, let's go offensive player of the game, PJ. Uh, I
2: mean, it's tough because they spread things around so much. I think your candidates would be Peyton Ramsey. Uh, and and Donovan Hale, uh, and I will give it to Donovan Hale. Um, Number one, he had uh, a couple of really nice catches uh, Was a big target in the red zone for the Hoosiers, which is very encouraging. Uh, They need to do that all season. Number two, that catch he made uh, on the fourth and goal was a really good catch. Ramsey did not throw a perfect ball there. and uh, Donovan Hale made kind of a Spinning catch on fourth and goal in the end zone uh, to get Indiana touchdowns. touchdown. And then number three, he uh, was able to recover the onside. Again, Indiana showed really good balance. They spread that thing around quite a bit, uh, which is encouraging. Hale's stats, not huge, but uh, the plays that he made were very big ones.
1: Yeah, I agree on Donovan Hale, all the things you said. My defensive player of the game, uh, is Jonathan Crawford. He had four tackles. a big yeah. rotation on defense, so they didn't have the gaudy numbers um, like Sage Lewis had at 18 tackles. I don't know who was counting that, but that's a lot of tackles. They didn't put up the gaudy numbers, but he did force a fumble, had to pick six, uh, got a off oh, to a great start his senior season. The takeaways are what Indiana needs on defense to deal with some of these growing pains. Uh, early here, early on in the season, something they didn't do well last season. And getting three, they had, I believe 13 all of last season, uh, and to get three in game one is huge. Let's move on to Virginia, uh, TJ. Virginia, last week they come in 1 and 0 after knocking off Richmond 42 13 and Charlottesville in a kind of a rain delayed, uh, soggy um, mess there in Virginia. But they look they looked a lot different on offense than they did a year ago. They have an explosive running quarterback, at Bryce Perkins, ran for 108 yards, threw for 183. Uh, the guy could do it all. I, I don't like his arm as much as I, as his feet. If if IU takes away his feet uh, in his running game, they should be okay. He threw a pick six on that first drive. The second drive. Should have had an intercept, uh, a ball intercepted. The guy dropped it. Next play, takes off a 34-yard touchdown run, uh, and, and after that, the, the rest is history. 40, uh 13 uh, Their offense. Jordan Ellis uh, is the one of the running backs. He won ACC running back week. Had a had a 149 yards, couple touchdowns. He's good. Zachary uh Oladimi Dak- has caught passes in thirty straight straight games, had over hundred yards rushing. It's the first time in Virginia history that they've had a hundred yard running quarterback, hundred yard running running back, and a hundred yard uh receiver uh, in one game. So this is kind of a triple threat team. They're not I don't want to say they're a thinky dunk team because they're not. They're kind of that intermediate uh passing attack. They'll throw it you know, between probably eight 15 yards, so go deep sometimes. uh, But they're they're fast. They could make a guy miss and hit the end zone from anywhere on the field. Uh, Big big difference uh, from from last season on Virginia's offense.
2: It definitely is. I think that they were probably uh, most encouraged by their running game. They're going to be a run heavy team this year. Uh, Number one, I think that is the the strength of their team is the uh, ability of Perkins and Ellis uh, to run the ball. Uh, Perkins is uh, one of the better, if not the best, running quarterback IU is going to play this year. Um, So it's going to be a a challenge for the Hoosier thing. They're going to have to rely on a spy uh, at linebacker, which I'm not entirely sure... um, you know, who you'd trust with that role right now. Would it be a TD Roof? Uh, would it be a Damian Willis who, uh, sure tackler that I thought looked pretty fast. Uh, I think you go with Marcelino. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, I think your your option probably ends up being uh, Marcelino Ball, since you're not particularly worried about uh, losing him in pass coverage because of uh, the Virginia's, I won't say an ability to throw, but I don't think that Perkins uh, is near the threat throwing the ball that he is running. Um, So I think you probably go Marcelino ball, give him that task uh, and trust your guys to be able to defend uh, with just the corners and safeties. Um, I, I am a little bit worried about Indiana's run defense because of, how it looked against FIU, again, it was a big, big rotation that IU played. I don't think you're going to see near that much on uh, this Saturday against Virginia, um, and at times, IU's defense was really good, uh, but Tom Allen did recognize they just missed quite a few fits, which is just going to be uh, your reads and where guys are supposed to go, uh, and they missed quite a few of those in the first game, and that's got to get better because you missed them against Virginia. Um if you miss those against Virginia, you're going to have, uh, you know, they'll, they'll turn those into a huge place. Uh, Perkins will, will really hurt you uh, if you miss your fits. So uh, you're worried about him, and then you're worried about Zacchaeus, a uh, very good receiver that they will use as a multi-purpose threat. They'll give him the ball in running situations, on uh, sweeps. They'll give him the ball in kind of bubble screens. They'll give him the ball in plants, uh, trying to do what they can to get the ball into his hands. Um so you're worried about him. Uh Indiana's probably gonna rotate defensive backs on him. Um I think Virginia's weakness on offense is uh they don't have a lot of playmakers outside of those three.
1: So correct. Um and, and if
2: if Joe
1: read Joe read the nice receiver yeah, okay. more of a threat on, yeah. on, on kickoff. Uh, but he's the guy again. That if you miss miss a read or miss a fit and he gets some space, he can take it to the house as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. But outside of that, the depth really isn't there. Uh, they they IU should be able to out outlast them if the game gets into that. But this is an offense that's that is explosive and they'll score quickly. And and we'll see what else they could do. And if IU can't. Uh, can't stop the run. It's going to be a long night in Bloomington for the Hoosiers. On on defense, let's talk defense side of the ball. For both teams uh, for Virginia, they they return a lot of a lot of talent. Uh, you know, George Mack had 100 some odd tackles last year. Juan Thornhill, moved to safety, he's a big playmaker. Uh, they have some talent up front. Bryce Hall, Malcolm Cook. All that, that they got a couple takeaways last game. I think this this is what this game comes down to is the, are the takeaways. Can IU take the ball away, set up their offensive field position, uh, score some points, get that defense off the field, uh, and get them some rest, get them some more coaching time on the sideline where they could be uh, coached up to stop the run and all those things. And then on the other side, if IU gives up uh, turnovers, gives the ball away. It just makes it that much easier for this offense to to get in the rhythm, get that run game going, and uh, find Zacchaeus in the passing game.
2: Yeah, I think that's accurate. I I would say uh, for me the big thing is going to be limit your big plays. Uh, I personally don't think Virginia has the capability to kind of methodically work their way down the field, and I use defense all that often. Um, I think that they, if they are to win this game, it's going to be because of big plays. Um, big plays from Perkins with his legs or a, a deep pass to Zaccheaus, um, you know, or a slant that he breaks the tackle and gets into space, uh, or Ellis breaking off a big run. So eliminating uh, those big plays and IU finding a way to get some big plays of their own, um, I think that's going to be critical for both sides. Uh Definitely, something I'm going to be watching out for is um, it's the special teams play. I know I'm taking one from from your playbook here. Uh, yeah. Virginia's was a little shaky on uh, on Saturday. Uh, I thought Indiana's was very solid. Nothing special, but uh, you know, uh, for for having as many questions in the kicking game as IU did, uh, I thought it was pretty darn good against FIU. Uh, kickoffs were were darn near perfect, really. Um, Indiana hit their own field goal attempt, had no problem with extra points. So, uh, you know, I, I think you know, the returns were pretty much non existent. So um, I, I'd say Indiana had a pretty solid effort in special teams in the opener. Um, Virginia's was a little shaky, nothing disastrous, but a little shaky. Uh, and a, it's an area that maybe Indiana is able to, uh, to continue to excel at and um, building the momentum maybe they took for week one.
1: Yeah, I thought special teams uh, – special teams is a, a pleasant surprise. The kickoff, I thought Smaller looked good. Yeah. I uh, had more leg strength than I thought. Uh, Logan Justice hit his lone field goal, had more consistency on a, on extra points. Uh, I thought Jason Harris was a stretchy T-shirt away from having a big return on his lone punt uh-huh. return. It looked like he had a whole – Guy had a grab, uh, had a hold of his shirt, and it, just, it was like dragging uh, a weight through the mud. It just couldn't hit that hole. Got six yards, not a bad return. Uh, had a couple fair catches as well. Kickoff return Brian Fitzgerald had the lone kickoff return, probably should have taken the knee uh, and got that ball out at the 25 yard line. One thing we never saw was a uh, team fair catching the ball inside the 25 for a touchback. So we'll see how that plays out this week. I thought Hayden Whitehead struggled uh, with the wind. There was a big headwind uh, coming out of uh, coming out of the east, and it just played played tricks on the kickers all day. Once it's a short, small stadium, once that ball got above the stands, uh, that wind was blowing pretty hard. Knocked it, knocked that one punt down. Uh, where it looked like you know last year he put that inside 15, uh, and then the punt that went for a touchback, got caught up in the wind, and got blown an extra few yards, uh, so I, I thought Whitehead struggled with that. Uh, there was one or two kickoffs that kind of got caught up in that wind, too, hit a wall, uh, but hopefully the there's no ocean breeze uh, in Bloomington on Saturday, so overall, I, I would say I was impressed with the special teams, and, and that should help. If IU plays their, their game in all three phases, they should walk out of Bloomington uh, with a pretty comfortable uh, comfortable win.
2: Yeah, I, I think overall, Florida International, uh, you know, an opening night game uh, at FIU, uh, you know, I think it's probably an equal challenge to what Virginia is going to present uh, if Indiana is able to, uh, execute as well as they did on offense. But I do think the offense execution was pretty darn good uh, considering all the variables that went into play in week one. Um, you expect to jump up from both teams, Virginia and Indiana, in week two. Uh, you know, every team would expect to get better from one to two. So uh, expecting that jump up um, and a little bit of improvement in the defense, a little bit of shortening of the rotation, uh, for Indiana along the, I guess, both lines, really. Um, and I I I kind of feel like Indiana uh, is going to play really well on Saturday. Um, I'm expecting a good performance. I, I think it is a pretty good matchup for the Hoosiers because I feel like Virginia uh, somewhat one-dimensional. I do not feel that uh, you have to worry about the vertical passing game too much. Uh, You can't sell out, but I I think you can kind of hedge toward playing the run. Uh, And I think Marcelino Ball is a really good player to match up as a spy. Uh, I think Indiana's safeties match up well in terms of speed and athleticism with Virginia's receivers. Uh, I think the DBs, same thing. The big question for me is going to be IU's defensive line. They they have to perform better than they did against FIU's run game. That's the big one. and that will be kind of the matchup to watch for me as I use defensive line against the running game of Virginia. Um, but I feel like Indiana's is going to play pretty well. Uh, and I I hesitate to say this because it's always dangerous to, to be confident of uh, anything real positive happening. But uh, I do feel good about Indiana getting two long with the win. Um, and I, I think I use offense. is going to be able to perform pretty well against this defense. Uh, I think IU puts up over 30 uh, and gets a double-digit win.
1: All right, let's get to predictions. Uh, TJ, what is your prediction?
2: Yeah, so I'll go uh, uh, 31 to 20. 31 to 20, Uh, Indiana gets uh, somewhere in the range of 10 to 14-point win, uh, that I, I think it'll kind of feel similar to the FIU game where you're, you don't feel like it's quite done. You can't, uh, you know, you can't quite. In my terms, it's okay. When can I write this? Uh, when can I write my game uh, game story? And, and I can't write it until I, you know, feel very confident in the outcome. So I kind of know the the slant and uh, just kind of fill in the pertinent information. So for me. I was able to write that FIU game story uh, once Indiana recovered that onside kick. But you you felt confident in the actual outcome of the game, uh, you know, for most of that second half. And I think it is going to be kind of a game with a similar slant on Saturday night. Uh, It's not a blowout by any means, uh, but but it feels
1: somewhat convincing. Uh, Indiana wins it 31-20. 31-20. Uh, I'm going to go along the same lines. I think Indiana's uh, offense can score against this team. Uh, uh, they'll get some special team scores, whether it's a field goal uh, or maybe even a, a return touchdown. This team struggled in, in punt coverage last year. We'll see if Jay Shunts can have a big day uh, again as well. There, I'm going to go Indiana 34 and Virginia 24. A uh, 10-point win at home. Uh, I think uh, Bryce Perkins has enough talent to make a few plays. Uh, but after Go a ahead. while, it might, you know, I use defense could adjust, should adjust uh, yeah, to, to stop that. So 34-24, you'll see a nice mix of Michael Penix and Peyton Ramsey. And, you know, we'll see what the running back rotation is. That's the thing I'm looking forward to seeing is it didn't yeah. yeah, play Ricky Perkins as uh Rocky Walker and maybe a couple of these walk on football games as well uh, to ease the pain of losing Cole gets. So that's our predictions. Uh, I just want to remind people that the game day bingo we're still waiting on a couple winners from last week. Send those in to me, and uh, we'll see. we'll We'll send out new cards this week. be sure to play. You could print them out, take them to the game save them, screenshot them on your phone, use the edit tool, circle, X, mark out, whatever. You can win some cool prizes from Vintage Brand. Uh, If you haven't uh, checked them out, do check out the ad on our site, top of the page. Very easy. Just click it and it takes you there. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle and enjoy the rest of your week, TJ. Absolutely, yeah.
2: Football's be analyzing actual games that happen, preview actual games that are going to happen, so uh, you know, it, it it'll be over all too quickly. So I hope everybody savors those uh, college football Saturdays, soaks it up. Yep. So
1: Indiana taking on Virginia. Kickoff is at 7:30 at Memorial Stadium in Bloomington. I believe uh, IU has put out the time the parking lots open. It's either at one or two o'clock in the afternoon. Too late, in my opinion. Uh, it should be open earlier for that, for the home opener. So we'll see. Uh, TV is on BTN. Of course, you could always listen to Don Fisher on the radio as well. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you next Monday on the Hoosier Huddle podcast.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader.